0: Welcome to the Geek Geek Podcast, where the West is forbidden this week. I'm Void. I'm here without my co-host, Bij, because we couldn't make our schedules line up, and also I'm fighting off a cold, so I think my voice will only hold out for about 10 minutes here. But I wanted to get some thoughts out about Horizon Forbidden West, because... There are a lot of games coming out very soon. Elden Ring is out like tomorrow as of recording this. And then we have Kirby right around the corner. We have Triangle Strategy, which I'm excited for. There's a bunch of games coming out in March, not to mention all the other ones that just came out in February. And so I feel like if I don't get this recorded about Horizon Forbidden West, I don't know when I'll get back around to it, um, which maybe says something about where I am with the game. But I do like it as a game. And I think it's really good. Um, I just don't know if it's going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit with everything else out. So I did want to record this really quick before I end up moving on to other games. And again, before my voice gives out, I think I got about 10 minutes here. We'll see if this works. So Horizon Forbidden West, it's more Horizon. If you like Horizon Zero Dawn, you will like this game. It is a direct continuation from that one. And honestly, the story kind of picks up right after the other one too. Um, It does do an okay job of onboarding new players, you get a little summary at the beginning of the game, and it gets you started, but you'll definitely get more out of this game if you have finished the first game at least the main story of the first one um but horizon forbidden west feels a lot like the first game but with a lot of quality of life improvements which i really appreciate um this one probably starts a little bit too slow for me anyway, I wish it got to the open world and that core gameplay loop faster because the core gameplay loop is really good, just like it was in Zero Dawn. Um, but there's a long intro to this one really to onboard new players so I get why it's there, but I just wish that that was tightened up a little bit and you got to the true open world faster because really there's, there's an intro sequence that takes you maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half and then you get into a kind of open world area that gives you a taste for it, but it's not the full open world and you're probably stuck in there for another like six ish hours six to eight hours before you really get into the true full open world um but Outside of that, like the game is really solid. The production values are fantastic. I mean, it shows off what the PS Five is capable of, and everything I'm hearing, it looks really good on PS Four or PS Four Pro as well. Um, It's not a true next gen exclusive because it's still on PS Four, but that's okay. You know, it's a Sony first party title. It shows off the system. It looks amazing. Um, It's probably one of the best games I've seen this year, and it's one that uh, I kicked over into performance mode and. It's one that I definitely noticed the difference between 30 and 60 frames, which is something I feel like I don't normally, I'm not able to tell the difference that often. This is one where I definitely could, and it looks great in that performance mode. And overall, I mean, it's a really good map game. So if that's what you're looking for, I know we've talked about this in the past, right? A map game being something like Assassin's Creed is kind of the prototypical one I think of, where you have this huge open world map with lots and lots of icons and you can go visit all the icons and they give you different activities lots of different things to do and there's tons and tons of content right um so if you are looking for something where you can go mess around in the open world um it's a really good podcast game for that too you know i love throwing in a podcast or an audiobook and then just kind of messing around in an open world and then when you want to you can go concentrate on the story you know and actually like focus in 100 on the game so i've been kind of going back and forth between those two modes like i'll pop in a podcast and i'll just mess around around in the open world for a while and then i'll switch over and i'll do story and i'll push that forward um but there's lots of icons on the map to run around and complete if you want to otherwise you can always just kind of crit path the game and it doesn't seem like it's forcing you to do the side activities like you can definitely critical path this and be okay from like a leveling standpoint based on what i'm seeing anyway um all of that said, the enemy designs and the enemy encounters are still like the highlight of this game. And those are the giant robot monsters. And often they're giant robot dinosaurs, which is even more fun. Um, but they're giant robot, sometimes they're beasts, sometimes they're dinosaurs, sometimes they're prehistoric creatures. But they're giant robots and you get to fight them. And that is the core gameplay loop that is so fun. Um, it's a lot like the first game, but a little bit better Um, You know, more encounters, more abilities, more weapons, more chances to do different things. I also like the accessibility features they've added. I actually went into the settings and I ended up customizing my difficulty, not because I needed it to be super easy, um, because it, it ranges. I think you can go like hard, normal, easy story which is even easier and then custom and so i went down to custom but then i bumped my difficulty up for combat a couple levels but i just wanted to see all of the options in the custom difficulty menu and what i actually ended up doing was there are some options in there to make the slow more more slow, slow so i'm tripping over the words because a lot um there are a couple options in there to make the slow-mo more intense and so that's what i ended up doing um i made it so The slow motion will like last longer or be extra slow, and I found that that made a huge difference for me in this game because a lot of what you're doing when you're fighting these huge robot monsters is you observe them ahead of time to see like all of their parts that are weak points, and then once you see the parts, that's what you want to aim at and target because you can knock those parts off, and if you knock the parts off, it does massive damage, but it also will let you go and harvest those parts after the battle because you've knocked them off, and so there are some components that you can only get if you knock the part off while you're fighting the monster you can't pick it up after the monster is defeated so there's kind of that push and pull to it um and there's a whole other sets of weapons like mostly i'm using the bow and arrow because i find it fun um but they have like a i don't remember what it's called but it like shoots arrow after arrow after arrow almost like you know like a submachine gun version of an arrow um there are slings where you can sling like Essentially, like grenades. They're not quite grenades, but uh, they do elemental damage and they build up elemental uh, statuses on characters or on enemies, I should say. Um, you know, there are traps that you can lay down if you want to do a bunch of pre work before you get into the encounter and then try to lure them over the traps. Um, there's just all sorts of ways that you can approach this. And I really appreciate that too, because I've seen other people out there who are like, oh, yeah, I love traps. I do traps all day, every day. And I, I never touch those. I'm really more just like, let me look at the monster that I'm about to fight and then I'm going to try to knock off a bunch of its parts with arrows that do like tearing damage. And that's really like where I go with this game and I have fun with that. So if that's the highlight of the game, the low light of the game for me are the traversal puzzles. Um, There's a lot of stuff where it's like, move this box to this spot to reach that ledge. And it's just, it's not fun. It's not horrible. It's not bad, right? Um, But we've seen this kind of thing a million times before. And it's like, or here's this thing that's almost a grapple hook, but it's not really a grappling hook. Instead, you can just use it to like, Pull something slightly closer to you, and now you can jump to that thing. And that one's not very fun to use either. And I once, sometime recently, I heard someone describe this kind of puzzle as a nuzzle, as a nothing puzzle. So if you combine those words into a nuzzle, it's like, it's a puzzle where you look at it and in less than half a second you know exactly what you need to do but you still have to take the time to go through the motions of like okay i gotta take however many seconds to like take this box over to that and then use this grapple thing to pull that other thing down and now i can walk from point a to point b and i just i feel like this game doesn't need those um it, it was more annoying than anything else so that's kind of my low light it's not a huge complaint it's a nitpick but i didn't love it um and then the other thing there is that i'm still not sure how much i care about the tribal politics in this game but there's sci-fi in this too and the sci-fi part is interesting to me um the balance of those two is ultimately what will decide if i stick with this game or not i think i'll probably stick with it um but there's so many other games coming out soon that i'm not sure which is why i wanted to record this and get that get this out there um the uh, the thing that is making this one more bearable for me than horizon zero dawn is that in horizon zero dawn um the sci-fi stuff is so hidden until the back end of the game and like Aloy the main character is learning about it alongside of you and so a lot of the driving force of that first game are the tribal politics that Aloy is dealing with in this game Aloy seems to think the tribal politics are a waste of her time which is exactly how I feel as a player and so she and I are kind of on the same wavelength there Um, and she just wants to get to the sci-fi stuff like the things that actually matter like saving the world and every time she has to stop and do some tribal stuff she's kind of like annoyed about it and I am too. And so she and I are on the same wavelength there, which I think is funny that they've included that attitude with the main character when obviously there's a lot of the tribal stuff in this game that's part of the main story. Um, But the sci-fi stuff is seeming to ramp up. I should say I'm about based on what i know of like how many main story missions there are i think i'm about two-thirds of the way through the game and the sci-fi stuff has ramped up enough now that i'm kind of invested and i do want to see it through i want to see how the conclusion of this game comes together one of the things that is a lot better in this one are the characters like I never cared about any character except for Aloy and then maybe a couple of the characters from like the sci fi story in um, the first game. But all of your companions, all of the like tribal characters, I just I didn't care at all that entire game this game has redeemed a bunch of those characters for me that I was never able to connect with in the last one. Um, it has made the companions actually interesting and helpful sometimes um, when they come along with you, but it does kind of a Mass Effect thing where over time you get them, and I'm not going to be super spoiler here, I'm just talking about structure, not actual story. Um, over time, you get an area where your companions start to gather, and as the game goes on, more of them end up there. And so you have to go back and check in at this spot Um over and over that's probably about all I can say without spoiling but every time you do they have new things to say and so it's kind of that mass effect thing of where you would always go back to your ship and it gives you new dialogue with the characters and so you get to like learn about them and grow your relationship with them and that's what I'm doing in Forbidden West is I'm actually getting to know these characters and now they're interesting to me instead of just being kind of annoying road bumps to get back to the sci-fi story instead they're like oh yeah they're, they're, they're waiting for me they have new interesting things to say I can grow those relationships um, so I'm having fun with that so I mean overall I feel like this is a really solid game. Um, I do wonder how fast people will move on from it, with so many other games coming out. Um, it's not going to be game of the year for me, but could it make my top five? Maybe, maybe. It's very possible. Um, you know, there's a lot of the year left ahead of us, so I don't want to say yes or no yet. But it'll definitely be an honorable mention of some kind because it's impressive. Um, I do like it. I think it's good. Um, it's just, it's not really doing anything new. And that's kind of the difference, right? Like, I wish it was almost pushing more than it is into new places, new mechanics, new things to do. Whereas it really just feels like an evolution and like a refinement of the first game instead of truly stepping out there and doing something completely new. Um, Yeah, but I I like it. I mean, if you're on the fence about this game, you're not sure look at look at a couple videos of what it's like to fight the giant dinosaur monsters and that will really tell you whether or not you want to play this game because that's the core loop like that's where all the fun is in this game um also as a shorthand if you, like if you have finished Horizon Zero Dawn and you like that game you will like this game also just easily recommend it for those people um yeah and like i said there's a lot of other games coming out here soon which is why i wanted to jump in with my thoughts uh, i'm going to switch over to elden ring in the next day or two and see if i bounce off that or stick with it and then yeah we have kirby coming up we have triangle strategy coming up we have i don't know there's just a bunch on my list Stuff like Chocobo GP that I actually do want to check out. I know Advance Wars is right around the corner, and then we're into summer, and there's stuff like uh, Nintendo games like Mario Strikers coming out. I mean, um, we don't even really know what's in the second half of the year yet, but even just in the next couple months, uh, there's there's a ton of games, and it feels like a lot of them are crammed here into February March because a lot of companies' fiscal year ends in March, so they try to get games out before the end of the year. Um, so we get this little surge of games here. So that's probably it for this week. Um, I don't have it in me to do weekly geekery. I can feel my voice starting to give. Um, but I will say we are part of a network. We have podcasts. We have streamers. We have the geek to geek Media blog, all that and more at geek 2 um, That's probably it for me this week. You guys can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek We have discussions on Slack and Discord. You can get all of those links at geek 2 um, geek geekmediacom excuse me. I blog at agreenmushroom.com and you can find me at GRN Mushroom that's green mushroom without the e's on twitter and i'm also on the disney forever podcast where we watch and react to a different disney movie every week unless my voice is giving out we couldn't actually record this week um and then bj is on twitter at professor Beach if you want to get him over there and he's also on the dragon quest fm podcast i i've, I've been void without Beach this week uh that'll do it for this week hopefully we see you next week if not two weeks from now but we'll be back soon uh whenever we get back around to it our schedules are a little crazy at the moment